What up, though? And welcome back to the Black Fridays podcast, where we're talking black business every Friday. Y'all already know how we do. On this episode, I got the homies Richard and Jarrell pulling up from the Mental Matters podcast. And I really enjoy their platform because what they've been doing over the last few years is advocating for black men's mental health which can be a struggle in itself. I know that I had my own personal mental health journeys and investing in my mental well-being. And so have Jarrell and Richard. And what they've decided to do was to develop a platform surrounding that to create a space for black men to share their thoughts and feelings on things that they may not normally get a chance to talk about. So I'm grateful that we got a chance to do this interview. And I'm looking forward to y'all hearing more of our conversation. So let's go ahead and get into the episode. And you can see what me and the homies was talking about. So welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Black Fridays podcast. Appreciate y'all pulling up as always. Uh, today in the building, I have two very special guests. I got both half of the Mental Matters podcast and uh, really happy to have these brothers on here. And uh, very interesting how I got a chance to get introduced to both of them separately and then thought it was really dope what they're doing when I uh, had a chance to tap in um, to their podcast. And just to give a little bit of backstory, um, really enjoyed a conversation I had on Instagram Live I did talking about different Black podcasts, Black creatives. And uh, Richard tapped in um, for Mental Matters and then just went down the platform and his own personal journey. And I was really you know, inspired by that conversation and wanted to learn more um, about what these, these fellas have built. And then uh, also to go a little bit deeper, know Darrell forever, went to high school with him. And then me and Richard was in a wedding together. Um, so shout out to uh, Chris and Naomi for getting married and, and connecting us. You're the second person on the podcast that I have had had um, with the addition of trees that was a part of that wedding too. Um, and then also the rest of the city of Detroit was in that wedding as well. So shout out to them for, for making the connections, man. Super dope brothers, super dope people, um, the both of y'all. So enough about the backstory. I'm going to go ahead and give y'all the floor um, because what I always do is ask my guests to introduce themselves personally and professionally. So um, I'm gonna start with Jarrell because uh, Richard had tapped in uh, last time. So Jarrell, tell us who you are, brother, and uh, and what you do. What's your background? All right, my name is Jarrell Mitchell, one half of the Mental Matters podcast. So um, I work as an industrial engineer um, from the east side of Detroit. Part time, I do real estate when I'm not doing engineering work. Um, one of the most rewarding things right now for me is just enjoying life with my wife right now and trying to get as much streams built before the family starts growing so that's kind of like my mission right now and then brother richard what's going on i'm richard um the other half i would say the crazy half of the mental matters podcast um detroit native born raised on the east side of detroit now um i do engineering things i basically make sure gas may stay okay between that looking to expand our podcast platform and you know other up-and-coming things and you know, just a mental health advocate for all my black men that's just out here black men. I mean, that's the best way to call it. So um, I am glad to be a part of this ecosystem that you have created. So, you know, we, we definitely go back even though, know, uh, man, <laughs> backstory is crazy, but uh, it's always like family when we link up. So I'm happy to be here, man. 
No doubt. And I'm happy to have uh, both of you brothers. So I, I got to know, how did you two link up? So it sounds like both of you are in engineer type fields. Is that how you all, how that how you both met? Or, you know, what's the origin story of Mental Matters? Well, actually, before Mental Matters, what's the origin story of Richard and Jarrell? Uh, ironically, it is not Jerk Chicken, which I think Jarrell used to, to lure me in. Um, you know, it, it really does go back to the engineering Wayne State days. Uh, we had always, you know, had a mutual respect for one another. Like, I always see him around campus and, you know, always just so busy with trying to just get out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because school and college and engineering and being Black in engineering, that is a testimony for another day. But, um, yeah, it all started with engineering again. Ever since then, we've been linked up and, uh, you know, that just kind of tailspinned into our ecosystems and figuring out who knew who in real life. Detroit is a huge city, but it is so dang on small. So, um, yeah, that's basically how we started. And from there, it's been like a brotherhood in real life. But Jarrell going to tell a whole different story about how I harass him every <laughs> week, so... No, we, uh, <laughs> I remember seeing Richard a lot on campus because, like, how you said, like, Wayne State is like a city within the city. So, you know, and it's like the city gets even smaller when you break it down to like just us being African Americans on campus. So, if you see a black engineering, it's like you automatically just like, okay, that's my brother, you know, because <laughs> it's like so few of us. Um, and then, you know, you just, I think we actually graduated, I think you graduated a semester before me. But then they had like the engineering like um, oath ceremony when we joined like the engineering Illuminati or whatnot, and uh, <laughs> at State, and they gave us rings and uh, certificates and all of that. So I think we ended up being a part of that same ceremony. Um, and then it was like you said, we had mutual friends. So it goes back to your engineering days at Wayne State, and then so you all joined the Illuminati, you form a brotherhood in and outside of the Illuminati. Uh, so that's dope um, that you all were able to make that connection. So we we fast forward some years and um, you're out of school working in your professions. You all decide to make a podcast together about mental health um, targeted towards black men. So how did that come about? So this thing is actually a kind of a double edged sword. So our initial thought process wasn't even necessarily to even have a podcast. Um, anybody that's tapped in knows this backstory, but um, for anybody that's new to the story, um, this was never supposed to be a podcast. It was supposed to be a one-time, a once-a-week Black Man's Community Forum where we just link up, kick it. It's actually Jarrell's bright idea, to be completely honest with you. Um, but I had this genius idea. I was like, well, if we can have a space for Black men and just talk and kick it, you know, inspired by like the footnotes of Jay-Z's 444 and things of that nature. I'm saying, well, why don't we just make it into a podcast? Um, in fact, the other part of that was, uh, I think it was an episode of the Friend Zone, in which they talked about it. Um, they talked about the footnotes where they had like, you know, Black men just talking about their experiences in Blackness. And I was like, yeah, somebody should have made that into a podcast. Why not me? Why not us? And after we asked that question, it was just like, that's the route we move in. And, you know, Jarrell can attest to the 
months, days, and Panera breads and all that stuff about how this whole thing came together. But uh, yeah, yeah, we uh, it, it started as a status that I had wrote. Um, because at the time I was uh, still engaged to um be married. I think I was maybe like three months out from the wedding, and uh, I was feeling kind of overwhelmed, you know, because I'm like, okay, like I'm about to be a husband. What does all of that entail? Um, I saw my father do it, I saw my grandfather do it, but you know, this is 60 years after them. So how does how does this look now in our generation? So um it started as a status of saying, like, you know, I got this idea where I like to just bring together all of the um culture, old men, young men, soon-to-be husbands, divorced men, everybody who could have a story that could, you know, basically pour into the cup of like our generation as we're becoming adults now. Um, have like that forum, you know, kick it, bring some food. Uh, everybody just, you know, share basically their stories and just point to one another. So that's how I wrote that status. And then Richard immediately just like tapped me on the shoulder, went to the DMs and he was like, you know what? That's a bright idea. We need to uh, make this happen, turn into a podcast. So then that's when he spoke about meeting at the Panera Breads. We was like brainstorming, like, how are we going to do this? Do you know anybody who's good with sound? Do you know anybody who could um, actually put this together and upload it? So we went through that for maybe... I don't know, maybe like a month. And then after that, we just started putting a bunch of episode topics into a Google Sheet. And we was like, let's do it. We found a place to record. And what, almost, what, four years later, we're here? <laughs> we started in 2018. And I, and I was uh, looking at the website, and I see that y'all are uh, over 60 episodes in. So um, I know what you mentioned, y'all found somewhere to record and all of that type of stuff um, to get more perspective into like the podcasting journey or like how to upstart a podcast for anybody who might be listening to this. What was that like for y'all too? Like who, where did you find to record? Did you have to invest in any equipment? Um, do you edit your own stuff? Like, you know, how do you, well, we can get into um, promotion stuff like that later, but more so the technical things behind it, because, you know, it's a lot of podcasts out here and a lot of different ways to, to skin a cat essentially. So what was, your process in that that process was ghetto let me make that very very (laughs) clear uh so you know i had reached out to uh, a couple of my friends who were new to the podcasting game um i reached out to a um up and new podcast network owner and ceo uh tyronza hicks also known as the opinionated brother uh, I remember us reaching out to them like crazy. Yo, how in the world <laughs> do we produce something with absolutely nothing? And I got a lot of different answers. And, you know, some of it worked for me. Some of it didn't. And I was like, really, I got this crazy idea. And I think at the time, the Detroit Foundation Hotel was opening up or had just opened up. And they had a podcast studio within there. And... That was kind of our first big break. Um, however, I am here to say that the only thing that you literally know that you literally need in order to start the recording and production of your podcast is a voice recorder. If you know how to find the voice recorder on your cell phone or your iPads or your tablets or whatever, you are ready to start your podcast. Everything else is extra accessories like your Yeti uh, Yeti Blue uh, microphones and your uh, special headphone setups. Um, 
Zoom was very instrumental before Zoom was a thing thing. Like, you know, this whole Finny right outside. Like, Zoom was literally, we was on Zoom before people were Zooming on podcasts. Let's, let's call that clear. Um, <laughs> in fact, one of our first couple of episodes actually included um, one of our good brothers from, like, the DMV area, even, if you will, and we recorded that thing on Zoom. Now, I think we almost lost that episode. <laughs> that's a whole different conversation. Um, that's literally all it took, you know, just a voice recorder, a Zoom, connect, a Wi-Fi connection, and just go for it. And luckily, just because of being in this space, we were able to meet different people that, you know, like all over at, I think it was at Audio Wave uh, Networks and like things of that nature, just people that had studio setups that we can just rent out. So, um it's all about who you know and make sure you know them and don't be afraid to ask the question. Wholeheartedly agree with y'all in terms of just the the, the setup of, of it. It doesn't take a whole lot. Um, so, I mean, you just really need to get your feet wet. So, yeah, if you can record on your phone, which the iPhone has amazing like audio pickup, if you just literally hit the voice memo uh, button and like it, it works better than a lot of microphones out here. So don't, don't be jaded by that. Um, if you want to, if you're trying to be bougie and, and get a podcast going and then also the simple plug-in headphones that go into the um, Apple devices or AirPods work just as fine as well. So it's really not about the additional stuff, but I'm glad that y'all mentioned that, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot to get those things going, you know, just make sure you flush out your ideas and, 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 and figure out your platform. Um, but I wanted to ask like, what helps you all kind of how do you source content for the podcast like coming up with uh the topics that you talk about um do you all just just go into recording and it's a vibe and then you kind of go with it um from there like what's your process for um developing content or topics um the answer is yes all of that (laughs) and then some more (laughs) Literally just different ways. I think, and like Jarrell mentioned initially, it started with us just kind of brainstorming, like, what are some, at first it was a cliche question of what are black men talking about? And I was like, wait, that's stupid because we're a black man. What do we care about? Like, what are some things that we care about and always talk about? And then what are some things that we may actually care about, but don't talk about? You know, whether that be, you know, just anxieties with just existing um, whether that be, you know, what self-care actually looks like versus what people think it looks like. Um, maybe it's along the lines of, are we actually good with money? How we say we good with money? Um, we literally just were bouncing ideas at first. We had a bunch of batch uh, get brainstorming of ideas. And then Jarell will tell you that sometimes I'm literally like sitting in the crib, sitting on the couch, and the idea comes to me. And I'll text him and be like, I want you to hold on to this because we're going to talk about this on the upcoming episode. <laughs> and he'll be like, uh, wait, 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 really? <laughs> and, uh, you know, sometimes it's like that. And sometimes it's, you know, current events. You know, we'd be remiss if we didn't say that, you know, the culture drives us because it's what people listen to is what people have given us feedback on. We've put out surveys and people have been like, yeah, it is this right here. And, you know, just other things going on. Like, I remember one of my I think one of our most transparent episodes was likely before this whole panorama happened, but when Kobe Bryant passed, that was the easy topic to talk about because even though he wasn't like, you know, our family member, I mean, let's be real. Like 
we all grew up watching Kobe in some form or fashion, no matter if you hated him dunking on your favorite uh, Piston players or whoever. Like, that was a very easy topic to talk about, but it was when we got to literally spill our guts. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, just really, like, whatever it is is we as Black men are either experiencing, brainstorming about um, gym shoes even. I mean... If there's anybody on this line that don't like gym shoes, you're lying. <laughs> Period. You probably got three pairs in your closet right now that you can just blah, blah, blah about right now. So, I mean, it's literally any and everything that black men care about. Um, but most importantly, it is topics that matter to us as black men. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think one of the things that um, we made a transition towards was making sure that we got experts involved because as Rich and I always say like we're basically just shining the light on mental health and things that are affecting black men and the culture um but he and I were both went to school for engineering so early on you know maybe like the first 10-15 episodes we talked about you know college and you know Mother's Day and Father's Day and what that means to us and the culture but once we started diving into more of the topics around um, actual mental health and therapy and suicide prevention you know those things that are you know more heavier um, if you will, uh, we made sure that we reached out and brought in those people who actually speak to that, who are trained in those fields, because, you know, that's just the right thing to do. He and I aren't the experts. We made sure that once those topics started getting heavier, that we brought in the people who were justified and verified to talk about it. Dope, dope. And uh, and you brothers do a great job at that, the intersectionality of culture. And then also, you know, what, how does that relate to your overall well-being and, and mental health um, for sure? And um, I wanted to ask also just kind of keeping people in mind who may be considering a podcast and, and also doing it with, you know, other people, which is, you know, amazing uh, to be able to to do if that's, you know, type platform that you want to set up. But I, I know some people who've had troubles in the past with working with co-host or, you know, a team to put together a podcast, but how do you all, you know, make it work? Is it the brotherhood? Is it both y'all got the engineer mind and y'all, you know, can do and keep it, keep everything in order? Or, you know, how does it, how does it work for the two of you coordinating schedules and coming up with content and getting together and, uh, you know, making this thing work? I am honored that you even gave us the engineering kudos that brought all this together. <laughs> Uh, I I don't know if it had to do with engineering at all, but I will just say that even though there can be challenging moments, I've I've seen the stories of other co-hosts having fallouts and crazy things of that nature and blah 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 blah. Um, we just respect each other as brothers, as black men, but as brothers, like. We may have disagreements. If we do, it don't seem like it. Uh, I don't know if it's still the honeymoon phase. I'm going to just lie and say it ain't. But, um, I mean, no, if we have this, we talk about every single thing. If scheduling don't work, you know, we just try. We um, And at the beginning of this, I mean, we said as long as people listen, we'll keep rocking. And so <laughs> people keep listening. So we just keep rocking. I mean, that's. You know, it, it it really comes down to when you literally make something from the palm of your hands, like like you mentioned, if you have a, I think I made our logo on an Android device and I carried everything into a to an Apple device. And when you make something in the palm of your hands, you care about it and the people that's a part of it and the people that support and rock with it. So 
you know, have there been trying moments where it's just like, it's too much? Yeah. But at the same time, I think we're focused on our first goal, which is getting to 100 episodes and seeing how that goes. And so, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been a challenge at times, but it's been nothing but rewarding because I enjoy the, the things that we do and I enjoy the people I do it with. So, Yeah, for me, I would say the same thing that Richard said. It was kind of just built on respect. I think a part of it was that we both saw each other come through that engineering struggle. Um, so we had mutual respect there. And then um, we kind of just had like a lot of similarities. Like he was married, I was married um both from the east side like it's just it's funny because like we didn't even really hang out that much before we even started the podcast and then it's like it doesn't it doesn't really have like a true linear progression it's like one minute we were just like facebook friends cool see each other in person well you know we'll daff it up or whatever and then like after we started having meetings about the podcast it immediately just went to like we were brothers you know so it's kind of it's kind of weird when I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It real fast. The funny thing is I remember um, when I was a student at Wayne, I was also a teaching assistant. And I think what also made it just even easier for us to just have that intersectionality was that both him and my spouse had the same major. <laughs> and then on the flip side, I used to be a math teaching assistant and I remember there were times that I would literally help tutor his now wife. So we always had this weird intersectionality that just was really, really weird. How it kind of was intertwined before we actually just like really started to kick it, kick it. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, it was literally like we was like creating that circle before we actually just started rocking each other like full fledged. And I think there's probably not a, holiday or birthday celebration that either one of us missed now because I mean the podcast is brought us close together so right right brotherhood mushy moment (laughs) (laughs) uh what what's uh that shirt that y'all got on the website hopeless bromantic that's it (laughs) that's actually the whole inspiration behind it this whole thing right here my man's on the grand for sure. That's how you know it was meant to be. Came together, it was authentic, and it was genuine. And uh, y'all been in this thing for, for four years now. So, uh, you know, definitely, like you said, people keep listening. You got to keep rocking. So more power to y'all. And um, before we uh, get into a little bit of fun, um, I wanted to ask, on the topic of Black men, you know, you two being Black men and also having mentals, how do you take care of your mental health? Um, what are the things that you do to, you know, keep yourself uh, well conditioned in that space? Mm, man, <laughs> all of the things. I mean, there are times where I literally do nothing. And that's probably my favorite one. Like I used to be an extremely extroverted person where I love being around people and, you know, I went about this, that and third. But because of the experiences and, uh, you know, the public health within the last, like, one and a half, almost two years, I have learned that rest is my best friend. And sometimes you need to just turn on some Hulu, turn on some Netflix, prop them feet up. You might even wash up. I said it, judge me. You might not even wash up and just chill. You know what I'm saying? Um, There are times where I'm not ashamed that I will, you know, go get uh, manicures and pedicures, get a massage, whatever it may be. 
Um, but other than that, like, I can't really go bowling because I don't trust people like that. And, I, and if you know me, you know I love bowling. <laughs> but if I can't go outside and go bowling, then I don't want to go nowhere. <laughs> you know, let me turn on my PS5 and, you know, dunk on somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's it. So, um, but self-care is cliche. Some people think you got to, you know, do yoga and, you know, sit there and meditate and all that stuff. That's it's what's for you. And I think that's the biggest thing people need to understand. Yeah, I think for me, um, a couple would be definitely uh, cooking, like sparking up the grill or either just cooking in the kitchen. I don't know. It's, it's like a calm or a peace that comes to me when I'm just like whooping some potatoes or whatever. I don't know. That's my thing. <laughs> PS4. I still got PS4. Richard got the PS5. But I'm still playing the PS4. That's That's my other one I go to. So... Just a stress relief. Right there with you. Um, definitely hop on the Xbox. I just got to, I, I love being competitive. So any way I can do that, which the easiest way to do that is just hop on the game, uh, which, you know, y'all need to, y'all need to get hip. Y'all got PlayStations. I don't know nothing about all of that. Go ahead and get your Xbox, bless yourself. But that's another topic for another day. Um, but yeah, definitely. You can buy it. I'll play it. No problem. Come <laughs> sure. on, ball it. <laughs> say no more well i might some might fall off the truck you never know you never know might might be able to make something happen <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah appreciate y'all you know sharing that because that's definitely important um always try to ask my guests you know how do you support yourself how do you recharge um and get back in the game or stay in the game so to speak so um you know hopefully that's definitely helpful to somebody else so <clears throat> Excuse me. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into Freestyle Fridays. So, Richard, you you are, you got a taste of this before when you came on the live. But uh, for Jarrell and everybody else, Freestyle Fridays is a random assortment of questions. They're all about you. So you can't get them wrong. Only got two requirements is that you answer every question and that you answer honestly. That's it. So if y'all good with that. We can we can go ahead and get through it. And both of y'all got to answer everyone. So just to just to let you know that as well. No. So because, you know, y'all engineers, y'all paid and y'all I know y'all bougie. I think I know the answer to this, but I'm curious to find out Nike or Adidas. <laughs> Nike. <laughs> it's, it's, we actually just talked about this in our last episode. It's Nike all day. I cannot find a pair of Adidas that I'm just like, I gotta have them. Like, they gotta be dope for me to buy some Adidas. But the yeah. grands, if you look at my shoe rack right now, it's Nike, hands down. I got on some J's right now. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, it's only uh, it, it's a hard to find the, the the Adidas that got the drip like that, where it's like you just gotta get them. I only got three or four pair myself out of all of the shoes that I have, which has grown a lot over the last it's year. It's not so. easy. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you it's on that. It's not easy either. I can't stand them. I'm sorry. I... Yeah, it's it's anyway, a few pair. It's a few ahead. pair. It's a few in there. But I, I I'm with you. Um. So. So let's Big say. everybody. Let's say um, President Biden sends out an executive order. He say the two of y'all gotta leave the country for a year, and you gotta go live somewhere else. And you know you can maintain your exact same life you just gotta live somewhere else where would you live 
Jamaica. Oh. Jamaica. Get out of my head. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> because I love Jamaica, and that's oh man, that was a good time. I. I think one will be Jamaica. If they are full and booked up, I say let's turn this plane around and go to Barbados. That's just real. Okay, so somewhere somewhere in the Caribbean. I'm with that. I support that. Um, I had an opportunity to go to the Bahamas for when I was in grad school and uh and definitely loved the sunshine. The people were dope and there was just chill vibes down there. So I think I could do I could do the Bahamas and, and be there for for a minute. So that that'd be my pick. So we all we all going to the islands, which is dope. Um, in your opinion, what's the best song on the radio right now? The best song on the radio right now? Mm-hmm. Or what you feel like is the the most popular best song out? Um, is some R and B artist? Shout out to uh, man to to to. Child of Summer Walker for dropping her new album. I'm a, I'm a fan. I like I like good R and B. Uh, I think the so called rap stuff right now is trash. So usually it's I'm replaying some Big Sean, some J Cole, and something right now. I'm not. I'm I might yeah no nothing else on the radio really attracts me right now. I don't. I'm sorry. I just don't. <laughs> Fair enough. I think the the song that I like is probably outdated, but I'm gonna say uh, that Chris Brown and Drake play no games. That was on the radio the other day. I still turn that up. So. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say you about three that's years cool. behind, but I, I, I'm with you. It's a, it's a, it's about. It's still that's going. how you know what station you listen to. That ain't just coming on no uh, WJOB these days or 107.5. That's coming on like <laughs> what we call it a grown up station. It's not unfortunately, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> I'm old, man. I just turned 30. <laughs> oh, stop. I Come keep on. a lawn chair in the trunk, straw hat on my head. You know, I'm grilling. I got the uncle sandals, all of that. <laughs> it's it's that time. It's that time for sure. All right. Both of y'all, uh, I believe, are, are sports fans. And, um, you know, um, probably, unfortunately, like me, have the oh. pleasure of being a Alliance fan. But oh. but there, you know, through the madness, there's always um, light at the end of the tunnel. So what I want to talk about is two legends. So you starting a team today and let's say Lions, you start clean slate. You got everything else in place, um, but the, you got to start your franchise around one of these players. Are you doing it with Calvin or are you doing it with Barry Sanders? You only get one. Who are you starting the franchise with? Ooh. Uh, I will say this because uh, I will say that in today's NFL, and I am by proxy because I'm in two fantasy leagues, I've been tricked back into watching football. Uh, I think a good offense, a good passing game really starts with a good run offense. And granted, you probably need some good blockers to help you out, but I think regardless of what he had around him, Barry Sanders was clutch. And give me some prime Barry Sanders. Let me start my whole everything around him. I think we win a playoff game. (laughs) Let's be real. I think I'm going to go with Barry, too, just because I feel like he is like, at least from like the highlights I saw, I was too young to actually sit there and watch him like I am now. I like Calvin, too, but I feel like Calvin, he's probably more like, six or seven greatest receiver 
I put Moss, T.O., a couple other people over him. He's not far from number one, but I think Barry's number one, so that's why I take Barry. Be, be completely honest. Would you say that you're a party animal or a stay-at-homer? I'm a stay-at-homer. <laughs> I'm a stay-at-homer. As I get older, I like going out. Like, I like my spurts of going out, but definitely between the two, I'm a stay-at-homer. Between those two options, <laughs> I feel like this is almost a jab because anytime, like, Chris has been like, yo, come out, we going out, blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> So by proxy, I think that would make me a stay-at-homer. However, if it's to go over somebody else's crib and kick it and just socialize with all that good stuff, cool. I do not care for clubs. I do not care for bars like that, but that's the east side in me. I've seen way too much. It got old in college. I'm good. Have me a kickback. Everybody bring something, and we rolling. Who would you make your celebrity therapist? I think I think I'm gonna go with. Uh, I think I would go with Fifty Cent because he don't hold no punches. <laughs> I would go with Fifty for Aria Fifty. <laughs> I give you a little bit more time. I think I might go just because he's at the top of my mind. I was listening to uh, this interview with him, Rick Ross. I just feel like he'll just, you know, be sprinkling in some wisdom, some things that I can take and actually, you know, apply. And then, like, the way he tells stories is it's just funny to me. Like, he just had these random inflections in his voice and emphasized random things. So, I like, I, I think it'd be cool to just sit and, like, listen to him or, or had those type of conversations with him. Seemed like he lived a lot of life already. You know, ironically, I, I don't know what puts me to this answer, but after seeing this man's redemption and <laughs> not forget what I said that, like over the years and how he's kind of turned everything into like a family-focused empire, if you will, I would want Sean Carter to be my therapist. I feel like he has been through a lot of things with almost going Eric Benet and losing like probably the best thing that's going to happen to him. Um, I feel like he's lived life and I feel like he has some gems, not only gems to drop, but just being a, a husband, a person that thought about building up the, building up the family, things of that nature, just like, you know, wealth wise, et cetera. I feel like, I could learn some things from Jay-Z, like, for real. Okay, for sure. Um, very important question here. I, I need to know from you fellas. Um, Coney Island or OHOP? One of them you Coney can Island. eat again. <laughs> I got to go with Coney Island. <laughs> I'm eating Coney Island. <laughs> they got so much variety. You can eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner from there. I don't think OHOP could, uh, could even come close to that. The question is, OHOP for what? Got to pick one. Like, I don't, oh, this is stupid. Okay. Well, obviously Coney Island, but because, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I would do Coney, but that's only about a proxy. I can literally get any and everything I need from Coney Island. So let's be real. Okay. I like the way you think. Um, and then last one. You have one social platform that has to go. One social media platform has to go. We never see it again or hear from it again. Which one do you need to 
exit exit stage left. One. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start Just with one. one. Let's start with Let's one. Start with one. Yeah, all right. Well, bye Twitter. Let's call it real. Uh, goodbye Twitter. That's really easy. Uh, and then I would let. I even let then Facebook. I'm cool. Give me Instagram all day, even though I think it feeds from Facebook. Uh, I feel like I can find a way to tap in without y'all having to tap in. So just give me Instagram. I'm good. I can go live. I can still hit up folks. I agree. I agree with Richard. Um, get rid of Twitter and then Facebook would be second to go. And the reason I say Instagram would be like the one that I would keep is because I was reading an article and they were saying like the way that Instagram works is that you get like way more views on Instagram just due to the nature of it being photo based and not being like story based. And, you know, nobody really reads all of the captions that go on Facebook. So Facebook is actually trying to turn into Instagram, basically. So. No, nah, I'm not going. I can't let y'all brothers uh, come on here. and dis- I can't have no Twitter slander. I'm sorry. I love Twitter. Love everything about it. It's perfect. It lets me get all my random thoughts off. It lets me engage in random things and see random things and do it all expeditiously. So I can't I can't take no Twitter slander. I understand your sentiments about IG and Facebook, but yeah, I can't no, I can't let y'all do that to Twitter. Twitter has has done uh, too much for the community, the culture, and myself. So I can't let y'all do that. The thing about the thing about true Twitter is that <laughs> Twitter will let you know that somebody done messed up. Like, somebody, something that went great, somebody done said the wrong things. And if you go down the rabbit hole of just tapping those hashtags, you will literally be sitting like, well, where did it even start? Now I'm confused. Uh, and I just don't have the patience. Like, you, Zell, you can do that, bro. That's fine. But I... <laughs> Mr. Me, I no, I, my attention span is just like I'm gonna end up. <laughs> I'm gonna start here searching this one hashtag, and then I'm gonna figure out uh, <laughs> what Britney Spears had for breakfast or something. Just something stupid. <laughs> like no, I'm good. Like I'm not doing this anymore. I'm sorry, I can't. You will end. You will end up in a rabbit hole for sure. So yeah, I, yes. I, I get what you're saying. It's, it can it can be a lot. It can be a lot at times. So I, I get you. But that's how I feel about Instagram sometimes. Like I'll scroll for a little bit, and I'm like, all right, I can't do this anymore. No let me let me just get off of here. And then I come back like five minutes later and start scrolling again. So um, <laughs> they 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 know they know how our brain works. They know how to how to get us. But um, want to. Thank you guys for participating in Freestyle Friday. So shout out to y'all for engaging in my shenanigans. And um, before um, I move on to a couple more questions, I wanted to uh, always stop to do the Friday Flex. And that's an opportunity for my guests to give themselves a pat on the back for something that they may have done recently or anything that comes to mind in recent memory. We oftentimes don't take the opportunity to really stop and you know think about our accomplishments or, or things that we're proud of ourselves for doing. So I just want to give you the floor to go ahead and take the time to do that. I would defer to the brethren before I go on my rant. That's not really your rant. <laughs> so for me, um, I guess I got two things. So doing real estate part-time, I actually just had a closing last Wednesday. So that was a cool little check that I got um, just in time for holidays and everything, stacking up a little bit more. Um, the second thing is that I was doing real estate 
full time over the summer. So I recently just got back into engineering and I had interviewed maybe like at three or four different places. So I accepted a position maybe like I started like five weeks ago. And then two weeks ago, um, a position that I had interviewed for at the same time finally gave me a call back and they offered more money. So I told them that uh, the place I'm working at now, I was like, you know, I got to go. So <laughs> I got a new position, a little bit more money, some more coins, moving on up. I'm from the east side, but moving on up to the east side just to stay within the culture. So that's that's all I got. New job and uh, cashing a little bit of checks in real estate. A pat on the back for me. Um, man, I could... <laughs> I, yeah, I got, I, I'll limit it to two. One is anybody that knows me know I've had a very crazy relationship with my dad. Um, you know, he passed away just over 10 years ago. And I, within last year, we got our house and I was trying to figure out how to memorialize my dad simply in my house. You know, everybody got the Obama picture, the MLK picture, you know, all of those things. But I had nothing for my father. Like, I was like, what is wrong with me? I need to figure it out. I don't know if it's trauma or whatever. And literally last night, I kid you not, um, I got a picture uh, framed of me and my dad on our last Father's Day. We spent together going bowling. One of my best friends and like a brother to me, uh, he gifted me a framed picture of me and my dad. And just yesterday, I finally figured out the perfect spot to hang that picture in my house. So um, if I work from home, I'm sitting in my dining room, I look at the wall, me and my dad right there kicking it. So um, that was probably the hugest one. Um, the other was to um, get past my trauma. Um, of So you grew up on the east side. You've probably seen or known about this. You grew up in, the, in Detroit or any inner city. You probably know that guns are a no-no. Um, I watched one of my favorite cousins succumb to um, negligence and not knowing how to handle guns. Um, well, he shouldn't have had to at like age 13. And um, just recently, like this past weekend, I actually took my concealed pistols license class. And yeah, one of my first shots was like a real good shot. Like anybody that knows is like, this ain't Call of Duty, bro. Like, I did that. You know what I'm saying? So um, not only did I do extremely well and just focus on the dues and safety laws, things of that nature, but um, I got past that trauma with like 20 years of not touching or looking at a gun. So um, those are my two. Dope, man. And shout out to, to both of you brothers um, and the compliment that you had most recently. And uh, definitely uh, to proud of you. And those aren't small things. You know, sometimes we may look at them like like they might be or, you know, just keep going with the continuation of life and everything going on with it. But, you know, definitely um, are, are big things. So so shout out to y'all. And um, to ask a, a, a couple more questions, I wanted to know, in the essence of Black Fridays, uh, you all have been able to develop a platform focusing on Black men, mental health, um, and, and a few other things. But 
uh, why would you say it's important for people to support black business or black creatives or, you know, something like what you all have built? Why is it important for the community to essentially, you know, tap in and and, and uh, show each other love? Um, what I have noticed that I know the Black Bottom Archives is a real thing. Um, I truly feel as if we truly channel all of our resources into like our own community, we could literally have like a little like like our we can literally carve out the actual city of Detroit and make it a state. Like there's so much like different avenues of business that we as black people actually have from like um natural body butters to um hair products to um shoe cleanings to you know black realtors shout out to my boy drill um we literally have everything we need as a culture we're just afraid even black laundry like laundry detergent like shout out to truth like that's something we buy religiously in my house like we literally have every single thing we need podcast music you know <laughs> realtorship like all the things we got clothes like let's just get rid of the people that's you know really in charge of like the nike jordan brand and just buy that too like i really feel as if we could literally exist in our own society where we love one another look out for one another and not even just survive but just flourish like i don't think we necessarily need non-black corporations to survive and i know a lot of other cultures in certain pockets of different cities do that um i think we're probably one of the only cultures that's just like well you know i don't like the way they they service was but you never gave them the feedback for them to get better so like do you really care about your you know inner circle do you really care about contributing to that ecosystem like we got so much wealth that i don't think we tap in enough with one another on so if we did that, I mean, I think we could be great. But that's why black business is a big thing. Yeah, I agree with Richard, everything he said. And I think of it kind of as it's necessary to support black business and just everything black because that's who we are and nobody else is going to do it for us. But then along with that, I think of it as like a black like circle of life. So. Um, as Richard mentioned, you know, there's different businesses. So say for instance, like I'm cool with, with, um, shoe doc, he has a, a shoe cleaning business. So after, you know, he makes like all of his money, he's going to look out for the community when he's looking out for the community that affects, you know, the next generation. It may affect my kids. They're able to have, you know, um, whatever the community needs, he may be able to provide cause he got all these millions that he has stacked up from the support of us. And then also expanding outside of, you know, just the black culture and reaching out and being American, being a part of American culture, kind of like that Jay-Z thing where he was just a rapper, but now he's a rapper executive, CEO, he has his own liquor line, all those different types of things. So I think of it as that, where once we support our own and then everybody's founded within the culture, then you can branch out and then you can reach out and be a part of the greater society, but then always have that I guess you call it pathway where you feed and funnel, you know, your funds or in your um, collaborative efforts to look out for all the people who supported you to begin with. 
And then, you know, that helps feed our children, put them through school, all those different things that are necessary for our ecosystems to continue to thrive for the next 100, 200 years. Definitely um, a vibe to be able to do something like that and very important for us to support those um, in our community or, you know, give black businesses uh, a try, which is, you know, a big part of this platform and, and making sure that people are aware and then, you know, go give them a try, check it out, listen to a podcast purchase some apparel and just give it a, give it an opportunity, pretty much give it a shot. And you'll be amazed at, at you, what a lot of these people are out here doing, um, including y'all. So uh, definitely shout out to that. And uh, wanted to ask uh, what's next, what's next for the podcast. What's next for y'all. Jarrell told us about how you getting money now, where well, you've been getting money, but how you get more money. Um, and uh, Richard, you shared with us about how you have been overcoming things and just progressing in life and, growing as a person as and a man but what's next for y'all individually and then where do y'all see this podcast going where do y'all want to take it good question so it's, it's just a couple of different avenues i mean for me i just want to continue to exist continue to go to therapy black people need therapy let's just call it what it is um there's nothing wrong with that that's definitely part of the plan um continue to promote what we're doing um, look to get some supporters on board, you know, different advertisers, things of that nature that may just want to support the brand. Um, look at some network things. Um, I don't know when this is dropping, but promise that we have a huge network thing coming, something we're glad to be a part of. So um, stay on the lookout for that. So other than that, I mean, like I said, one of the initial goals was to start a podcast and it was to get to 100 episodes so um i think we're on the cusp of 75 now so we're almost there and um you know whatever's in god's plan for this podcast is what we're gonna do because you know um i guess the simple answer would be for the future just continue to keep the focus on what we originally said which was to you know just create a safe space safe environment a safe venue for a black man to come be comfortable, be vulnerable, share their emotions with one another. Um, I think as long as we, you know, stay true to that, then everything else that needs to happen, it will happen. So thousand percent. And uh, those spaces are, are definitely needed. I know for me personally, um, and kind of just my own well-being journey, uh, I benefited from being a part of different organizations or groups or events where you had the opportunity for black men to be able to connect with each other, share their stories, just talking about, you know, the um, things that's going on in everyday life. Like in college, you could go, I went to University of Michigan, you can go an entire week without seeing uh, another person that looks like you um, being black on campus. And, and, you know, so we had an organization where we had the opportunity just literally every Monday we came together, sat, talked about pop culture or whatever was going on in order to, you know, have that connection amongst uh, men, which is dope. So definitely uh, that space is needed. So more power to you brothers um, working to build that out. And then as you are continuing the journey, wanted to let the people know, where can they reach you if they want to tap in? They want to learn more about getting their mental health together. They want to support the podcast. They want to support you all. Where can they find you? Uh, we can be found on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, even TikTok. Search for the Mental Matters Podcast. Um, we're streaming everywhere you can get your podcasts. Um, that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, the whole nine yards. Um, 
our website, mentalmatterspod.com. Um, check out that for any exclusive content, things of that nature. And uh, me individually, I mean, you can hit me up on my social media, on my Facebook, on my Instagram, some Twitters and things. Um, <laughs> the links and <laughs> the information is in our Instagram bios and things of that nature of how to tap in with each of us respectively. So, um, but yeah, we're here for those safe spaces, for those safe conversations. If you just want to simply, you know, just have a moment to just kick it and just chat, you know, whatever it is going on. Like, I, you know, we're here for the people, we're here for the culture, so. Andrew, okay, Richard said, I don't, I don't have nothing to add. <laughs> oh, okay, I was just going to say, where can, they, where can they tap in with you? Because you, you're doing stuff as well. So you got real estate going on. So if I want to come to you and buy a house, you know, or if I just wanted to say, what up, though, how can I tap in with you? I'm um, on Instagram, uh, Jarrell Mitchell underscore Realtor. And then just my Facebook page. I'm always on there. Just search Jarrell Mitchell, J-E-R-R-E-L-L Mitchell. Um, yeah, and then Richard, he has me tagged. We both tag each other on the Mental Matters uh, website and also on the Instagram handle. So you can find me there too in the links. Dope. Dope. And uh, just wanted to say before we get up out of here, definitely appreciate you brothers coming on, man, and uh, making the time to be here today. Uh, this was a highlight of my day, man. This was a great conversation. Uh, just being able to connect with you brothers, talk about mental health, talk about your business journey as well, and then developing a podcast. Um, and uh, just really cool to see the things that you are uh, uncovering with like topics that you cover and uh, the things that you put out on your platforms. Um, and then also, you know, shout out to y'all for just being dope people and in general, man, always a good time catching up with y'all and, and uh, always love as well. So I, I appreciate y'all being here today. Uh, we appreciate you. Thanks for having us. Appreciate all of you. We trying to get like you. In all honesty, man, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. It's good to be thought of, man. Um, we'd be, I'd be remiss if I didn't say, listen, I remember from the first moment you was like, I'm doing Black Fridays. I was just like, ain't Black Friday once a year? This man's bringing it every single week. And it's been people I did know and already rock with and people I've never heard of. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> new business, new resource. So um, just love everything you're doing with your, you know, you got your undergrad degree, your grad degree, and you're still out here just making moves and just shaking everywhere. So, bro, I'm I'm honored to be a part of your part of your life, man. I appreciate it, man. That's that's high praise coming to a, a baller and shot caller like yourself. I'ma <laughs> I'ma wrap this thing up and let y'all fellas get out of here. I appreciate everybody uh listening uh, to another wonderful Black Fridays. Make sure that you tap in, of course, for the next episode. And please check out the Mental Matters Pod. Um, go support. They got some dope merch, dope episodes and content. Um, and then also uh, tap in with the people um as well both Richard and Jarrell and follow their journey uh, doing some amazing things. So thank you to my guest again. And thank you to everybody out there uh, listening. It's been another episode of Black Friday.